This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Wednesday, March 10th. This is episode 324. I am Dan Ellis, joined... As usual, these days by oh. two two COVID uh, separated fellers, uh, yeah. Mister Mister Mustachio. Oh yeah, and it's looking good today. I wax it just for the two of you. <laughs> it's very bushy. <laughs> it looks very but like you you should be wearing a little plumber's cap and and have a have a hammer going to save Princess Peach or something. Oh, you don't like my new flat cap I got? Mario Day. (laughs) Oh, it is Mario Day. (laughs) Is it Mario Day? I don't. What is Mario Day? So So Mario Day, March ten. Yeah, or March ten. The abbreviation M A R ten. I got you. See, these are the things you 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 don't realize when you get to a certain age. I guess maybe. (laughs) Don't worry. I just learned that this morning. Okay, good. (laughs) Well, then I don't feel too far behind you. Uh, and, uh, Mr. Taylor Grin, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Super Just, uh, good. Good to see you guys. What's new? What's shaking? Let's go with Taylor first. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, <laughs> what is new? What's new? I, yeah. Hi. <laughs> nothing is new. I, um, I, I continue to spend my days doing nothing but like reading and playing video games. It's great. Um, that sounds no, like really, a fantastic struggling. thing to do. Yeah, uh, it is. It is possible, um, but I don't know. It's possible that I will be taking a socially distanced visit out to Utah for mostly unfortunate reasons. But there is a small possibility I will see you in studio in a couple weeks uh, or a couple weeks, like three or four weeks. So that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I'm excited for that. If it happens, that would be that would be fun. It'd be good to see you again in person. Yeah, it's been too long. Yeah. We can we can tangle our beards together or something. <laughs> I don't know if that's socially distant or not. <laughs> that's that's yeah. I don't know how we'll maintain a, a six foot distance unless I can get like some hair plugs down there. So, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll have a hiking wizard staff ready for you when you get here. I am so excited for that thing. I'm not going to lie. I'm a huge nerd. <laughs> Super good. And how about you, Mister Duffy? What's new with you? Ah, uh, good. I was working overtime this last week, so I wasn't home a whole lot. But uh, I finished my ocean table, not table, painting, framed. I don't know what you call it. I made an ocean <laughs> that you can hang on the wall. Decorative epoxy something something. Yeah. Yeah. So like a decorative. It's pretty big. It's like four foot tall by almost three foot wide. Wow. So it's a pretty big piece. Yeah. But yeah. So the next next step is to uh, hang it on the wall tomorrow, take some photos of it, and see if I can't get some money out of it. Woohoo! Also, it's not for personal use. You you created it to sell it. Yeah, yeah, I made it to sell. It was actually because I had made a frame that I didn't need. Mm-hmm. That was rather large, and I'm like, <laughs> well, let's make something with this. So I started making stuff, and I'm like, 
Well, huh. why, did, why did you make a frame you didn't need? Just- well, I made a frame. I didn't like it. Then I made another frame yeah. and use that. So downstairs here uh, in like the movie area, I've got a big Goonies like wall sticky thing on there, which is the rocks that they hold up and look at through their coin. So it doesn't scream Goonies, but if you know the Goonies, you know what it is. Mm. So I made a frame on the wall to go around it. And the first one I made, I didn't like. So I made a second one. Uh, and then I had an extra frame sitting there. Oh, I see. Well, uh, that sounds very fun. I oh, have yeah. uh, just been super occupied with work and a shit ton of overtime. Still, um, just a ton, a ton going on at work. And... I'm hoping for some relief there sometime soon. I'm hoping by the end of the month, but it may not be until the end of next month, which I really fucking, I really hope it doesn't take that long. Uh, But yeah, just, just, I'm buried at work. Does the stimulus package thing just add on to your workload? Yeah, a little bit on me, but not directly on me. It's more on uh, the people... Uh, under me in the branch that are doing the actual tasks, but that also takes away from their time that I would ordinarily be interacting with them. So it, you know, pushes off some of the things that I'm able to accomplish with them because they're occupied with other tasks. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, it just keeps piling up, man, and getting worse and worse and worse. And fuck, I really hope it, I really hope it it ends ends soon because I'm getting burned out. Uh, Yeah. My my boss, I think, just took a mental health day yesterday. She just kind of checked out. <laughs> she, was, she was just like, fuck you guys. I'm going to go. I'm taking the rest of the day off. You, you, you just need to do the same thing when you're all your workload is gone and just golf for a whole week. Oh, God, that would be great. That would be awesome. And I'm going to have a lot of user lose time this year. So I I definitely have to take some time off. Uh I just don't know when that will be. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know when it would be safe to do that. It'll have to be after we actually get somebody else uh, yeah. to do a bunch of stuff to take some of the shit off of my plate because it's just too much. It's too much. I can't handle it anymore or for much longer anyway. Um, I'm going to be in the same boat this year. Oh, yeah? Well, I've got right now, I've got 260 hours of use or lose I have to use this year. Oh, wow. Now you got to remember 72 hours is one shift for me. So it sounds like a lot, but it's not a lot. But at the same time, I'm working weekends almost the entire year, which is the hardest time to take leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because nobody wants to replace you because they don't want to work on the weekend. People will take overtime, but like when people are on military leave doing their guard or reserve weekends, there's no leave available. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that happens all the time. It happens all the time. We got two guys deployed right now for COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, to administer shots and do all that stuff. So, yeah, I spent I spent the last two years doing six days a week, twelve hours a day of work. Like that was what my contract was, and I mean, I was getting paid for it. Like I was getting yeah. paid hourly for that time. But like, I've come home since you know when I got home, and I've just fucked off for like a few months, and I it's been really good. Like I'm just now <laughs> feeling like I've recovered from how much I was working for those two years. Like I'm just now starting to like human again. So (laughs) I want to human soon. Yeah. I, yesterday was the start of golf season 
for for the men's league that I'm in, and I had to miss the opening event because I'm just I'm too fucking busy, man. Yeah, but I I will well, I will be maxing out my OT this week. Like I won't be working any overtime Friday because I can't. So <laughs> I'm like I I just don't have any more time available to actually do any work or log any work. hours. So. But yeah, uh, it's it's great. It's a lot. Um, we're gonna be talking about Mister Mister Patrick. Yeah, not me. <laughs> uh, but Mister Saint Patrick. Mm. Uh, because we figured, like, when you're listening to this, it's the week of Saint Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's talk a little bit about an asshole saint. That sounds fantastic. Ooh. Who may or not be a saint? Oh, mm, well, we'll get into all of that, I guess, uh, when we get back from this little break. All right. Woo! This is Dr. Dan, Matt's boss from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, and you are listening to The Godless Revolution. Oh, shit. Did I say revolution? I mean revolution. Bloody Americans fucking up the language. You can edit that, right, Spike? Hey, Tina, we've got a problem at the registers. They're not accepting coupons. Didn't you get that email? We're only accepting digital coupons now. What? Zephyr's just updating things a little. It seems crazy to change something that's working. Excuse me, do you have gay iPad cases? Uh, yeah, in electronics. Have a heavenly day. Wait, you didn't hear about that either? What? Oh, today is fun for me. Zephyr's asking that we no longer use the term heavenly day. What? Yeah, there was a memo. They feel it's a little loaded. Yeah. Yeah, it's loaded with kindness. It's the same thing as saying have a nice day or have a good day. Great, then say one of those instead. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. All right, so this week, we all know it's time to drink green beer and get shit-faced. Woohoo! two of my uh, favorite things. Yeah. So I thought I'm first in- we would kind of... We'd kind of go over the myth of St. Patrick. Okay. The legend of him. So like the myth as in like this is this is the holiday we're all going to be celebrating next week or a lot of us will be celebrating yeah. sort of I mean, anyway. Or the the reason why people think they celebrate St. Patrick's Day mostly for the like the 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 school religion side of it. Like what you were taught in school like oh this is St. Patrick. Okay. So uh St. Patrick didn't start to get popular until around the seventh century where he became a legendary figure. And his, I guess his legend just grew from there. Uh, and the most popular legend of St. Patrick, as we all know, is that he drove the snakes out of Ireland into the sea to their destruction. Uh, and St. Patrick also wrote in his own diaries that he had raised people from the dead. Oh, so, I mean, that's how you get to become a saint, right? You do <laughs> you do these magical things. You do some don't supernatural magic. No Harry Potter shit. shit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, real magic. Funny how those <laughs> claims were a lot easier back when it was much more difficult to like video record evidence. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And uh but like there's a twelfth century uh hagriography that uh placed the number of men that he had raised in the dead right around thirty three. Uh, 33 oh, nice people number right there yeah w- was a he a number. freemason i don't know oh, 
Was it? But what, uh, how old was was the magical wandering Jew when he died? Wasn't he thirty three? Thirty three or thirty two or thirty three? Thirty two. Thirty something. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. He mm-hmm. was in his thirties. Uh, but mm. some of these people at St. Patrick Race from the Dead had been dead for many years. So it wasn't just like they were sleeping. So like this fucker fully zombified, woke up with flesh just falling off the bones. So alive. Yay. Well, yeah, I was going to say. So he was able to not only reanimate them, but restore their flesh and organs and juices. Uh, they so, didn't say that. Uh, so he was at least a level 15 cleric then so yes. that he can cast resurrection instead of merely raise dead, which yeah. requires relatively fresh remains. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up resurrected both. I mean, but he yeah, straight up resurrected people after several years of being dead. We've got like one D&D player in the audience who's like, that guy right there. Him. <laughs> well, and but so this would this would like totally destroy uh, Mormonism from when I was a kid because – you know, growing up LDS, I was always told that Mormons don't uh, have their bodies cremated because then they won't be able to then they won't be able to be fully restored when Jesus comes back. Ah, that makes so what no happens sense. when like the bodies just crumble to dust situation. Like, are those people I, just? Yeah, it it, it all fell apart pretty dust, quickly. Not carbon. Yeah, it all fell apart pretty quickly in my family when my uncle died from an ex- died in an explosion at Thiokol, and you know. When he died, he had third degree burns over ninety percent of his body, and then everybody was like, "Oh, well, I guess you know, no. cremation's okay." Well, you know, exceptions. I got you know, I, I hadn't really thought about it before now, but <laughs> yeah, what if you die and your body's destroyed in your death? Then that would just kind yeah. of suck for you. Yeah, Dan, I'm I'm sorry, I, but I I'm taking my one. So yeah, cremation just finished the job, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh. oh no, that was good. That was good. <laughs> so I mean, how, how many miracles do you have to do to become a saint? Isn't it just three? Is I believe it? it's three. Okay. So the third miracle that he would have done would have been that. He had prayed for provisions of food for hungry sailors traveling by land through desolate areas. And in one case, a herd of swine miraculously appeared and they were fed. <laughs> I have I have so many questions. <laughs> yeah. Sailors okay. traveling over land. Okay. Yes. Also, that's 30 how... resurrections are one. And then praying for food is also one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, resurrection one. Uh, but he did praying for food. Yeah, yeah that's praying true. for food. But you only get one. It's... It only counts the first time, and it's like, yeah, the first time only only counts for the first one. It's not so the, it's categorical. Not, it's three then. separate yeah. things he's done. Yeah, so it's boom, not, resurrections. It's not the number of times food. you perform any particular magic trick. It's that you have to know three different magic tricks at least. You have to know three different okay. magic tricks. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So <laughs> he drove the snakes from Ireland. Uh-huh. He raised people from the dead. And he provided food in desolate areas through prayer. Well, now, what about driving Boom. the snakes was magic? Like, did did he whistle a tune and have, they all followed Have you him, ever jumped or? into a pit of snakes and just gotten them to go one to one side? <laughs> no, they fucking bite your ass. <laughs> so it's, so he's like a snake charmer, basically. I, I guess. Okay. I guess. There's a lawyer we'll, we'll, joke in here somewhere and I can't we'll, quite get to it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but one of the biggest legends of St. Patrick, but this isn't really a miracle or anything. Uh, it has to do with the shamrock. 
You guys know why supposedly people in Ireland wear the shamrock according to St. Patrick. I thought it was for good luck. Uh, no, they really don't believe in luck. There's no luck of the Irish. They got fucked with the potato famines. Oh, and so, and the shamrock is a shamrock. It doesn't, is that a four leaf clover or is it just any? It's a three leaf cl- clover. Okay. It's the four Which leaf there's, ones. They're supposed to be lucky, right? Yeah, they're supposed to be the lucky leaf. ones. Yeah. But the reason, so there's no such thing as a shamrock. There's oh, I don't know. Clovers. I've listened to some pretty terrible bands, man. <laughs> some shamrock. Say, like linguistically descriptive or prescriptive? Or, yeah, because <laughs> well, if everyone calls sh- the shamrock. Shamrock just basically describes, I think it's, I, I read there's four different kind of clovers that are native to Ireland. And shamrock is basically, it's a, it's a type of clover that's not a real clover. Oh. Uh, but supposedly St. Patrick would use the clover to teach the Trinity to heathens since it had three leaves you got the father the son and the holy ghost and one stem Mm -hmm. so according to irish legend he would do that Mm. and that's why on saint patrick's day on march 17th people wear a three-leafed clover in their lapel on well march 17th is also supposedly the day he died to represent the trinity now, as you can guess, most all of that is fucking bullshit. <laughs> Weird. Weird. Wait, Catholics bullshit? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much everything I just said is complete and utter fucking nonsense. <laughs> so what's true? St. Patrick was a real person or Patrick was a real person. Uh, and he was born into a wealthy family, uh, but not in Ireland. He was from Britain. Oh. Yeah, he's not even Irish. The fucker ain't even Irish. <laughs> actually, actually, his name was uh, uh, Marwain Sukat. So, luck of the British to you. Yeah. Uh. Uh, it was actually Pope uh, Celestine I who gave him his name, uh, Patrick. Mm. Uh, which his name is also... Uh, denotes his social standing. So Patrick wasn't actually Patrick. It was uh, Patricius, uh, which is tied to the Roman class, Patrician, which was a designation for the ruling class in Rome. Mm. Coming from like the Latin root of like patron. Patriarch, patron. Yeah. 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 So basically the name he was given to him by the Pope not only denoted his social class, but later on became Patrick through uh, pronunciations and just being passed down. It just became Patrick Hmm. Uh, because so to speak. Oh yeah. Because he did come from a very wealthy family. Uh, Now people would also have you think through the religious stories of St. Patrick, that he was a heathen. He was an atheist. He didn't believe in God. Um, but his father was a deacon and his grandfather was a priest. Mm. So I mean, in the story's defense, I've known a lot of kids of priests who <laughs> believe but religion, but in yeah. the legend of St. Patrick, he didn't find religion until he was in Ireland. Mm. Mm. So was, this is he where was a heathen. he was an atheist. So this is where he wasn't the aware. True story deviates from the legend or the myth. Yeah. Question. Yeah. So, 
at the age of 16 or thereabout, uh, Patrick himself claimed it was he was 16 years old uh, when he was kidnapped and sold into slavery in Ireland. Uh, and he spent six years there being a goat herder. Uh, but that can't be true because there weren't goats in Ireland at the time. Um, sheep were there, but not goats. So another part of the Catholic telling of this, even though they're probably they, they could have just had the same animal thinking it was the same thing, but uh, I guess or well, mm, okay, but they weren't like he said he was a goat herder when there weren't well, goats so, there there were sheep. Well, now I'm confused because so I'm just looking at your notes and it says that the Catholic oh, legend says he was a sheep herder, but sheep hadn't been oh. introduced to Ireland at the time. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't want to be an asshole, but I was reading. thinking because Jesus did like the shepherd thing for a while. And so it struck me that like, if he was a goat herder, but they called him a shepherd, then that would make him more like Jesus, which seems to be the thing that they do. Yeah. I did. I did screw up on. I'm remembering how I wrote my notes now. Oh, okay. I wrote this part last week. I should have reviewed it a little better this morning. Uh, yeah. So the Catholics called him a sheep herder, which there weren't sheep there. It was most likely goats that he was herding, Mm. uh, in the mountains at the time. Mm. Uh, and there's also some historians who think he actually ran away from home. So uh, is because he didn't want to serve as in town council. So they had different religious. I mean, it was it was a theocracy and he didn't want to serve in that. He didn't really like uh, Catholicism at the time. Uh, and this was technically Roman Catholicism when he was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and being that his father was a deacon, his, his grandfather was a priest and they were from a wealthy family. He would have been given this position that he would have had to have taken up at the time. And it was, I, I can't remember. Like I told, uh, Dan and Taylor, uh, I left some words out that I just couldn't fucking pronounce. And this was one <laughs> of the words I couldn't fucking pronounce. There was a name for people at the time. It happened so frequently of children of people that were of higher power when they ran away because they didn't want to serve in a council because it was their like duty at the time. They like, they weren't, they didn't have a choice. It was like, no, you're fucking doing this. So they were constructed into, into serving onto the, on the town council. And it happened often enough that people would leave and, and run away because they didn't want to do it, that they actually created a term for people who would do that. Yes. Okay. That's how frequent it happened that they actually had a term for it. Uh, but he would also go on to claim that he had, after six years of being a, I guess, servant, a slave, that he just escaped servitude. According to him, he walked down to a boat and said, I need to get on this boat and I need to to travel on this boat. And they're like, okay, which <laughs> that kind of sounds like bullshit right there. And that was in his own writings, in his own confessions, uh, talking about his life, where he said, yeah, I just walked down to a boat and I said, I need to be on this. And they took me. Hmm. Like that kind of sounds like bullshit. So by his own story, people kind of were thinking later on in history that maybe he wasn't a slave. Maybe he ran away, was in Ireland, worked there. And then one day decided to come home. Right. Uh, But it was also during this time as a slave that he would proclaim that he found religion. And it was the Catholic one, the one that he was kind of raised in. And, uh, also a religion that was supposedly not in Ireland at this time, if you follow the St. Patrick story. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's mm. something start not adding up here. 
because when he would escape and he would go back to Brit, uh, Britain, he kind of decided to dedicate his life to Jesus Christ. Uh, when you really, when you read his confessions, like every other line is like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. If it wasn't for God, if it wasn't for Jesus, like, holy fuck, you are jerking God off so fucking hard in your confessions. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he is just trying to get into heaven. Well, if I flatter him enough, maybe I won't have to say as many our fathers. I know. But so according to him, he spent about 16 years working uh, up the ranks of the Catholic religion in Britain. And it wasn't until about 432 AD uh, that he would be sent back to Ireland as a missionary, which we also have some problems with that date. Because that date may have been made up to more fall in line with the date of 1431 AD when there was a large enough presence in Ireland for them to assign them their first archbishop, Palladius. Mm. Now, that name also starts with a P. So so it may have been a different year, but they're using that one because at, well, the church it wasn't records until do show then. That in, in 431 AD, Palladius oh. was sent there as the first archbishop of Ireland. Okay. But they think that the date 432 AD was kind of like brought down to that date to more align with when Palladius was sent there. Because if you, if you have an archdiocese there for a few years and then St. Patrick shows up, how could he be the one that saves Ireland Hmm. when they've already got a church established in Ireland? Hmm. Right. Right. So the story of Darth Palladius, not one that St. Patrick would tell you. Got it. (laughs) Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, so, and Palladius was sent there by Pope uh, Celestine I, who was the same one who gave St. Patrick his name. But also at this time, there had already been Christian clerics in Ireland for at least the last 30 years. So, if you're they following along. Top for him, you know, he, he's the one that, that got the lid off, though. Well, brought, but if you brought Christianity there. But if you're following along and doing some math here already you would realize that St. Patrick was, a, was in Ireland in a time as a, as a slave when Christianity was already alive in Ireland. Mm. Mm-hmm. So for him to be like, oh, God just spoke to me. I just had God come down and give me this great word while I was in Ireland as a slave and knew nothing of Christianity. That's why it's so divine. It's like, no, it's fucking bullshit. You grew up in a Roman Catholic Christian family. Mm-hmm. You're in Ireland where there's already Christians. Like that whole part of your story is fucking bullshit, St. Patrick. I'm sorry, <laughs> but Christianity yeah. was already there. Yeah, but you got to have a background of conflict in order to be a heroic figure. So you do. Mm-hmm. But that might have come from someone else. <sighs> Who's that? So wait, plot thickens. (laughs) Well, I'll kind of get to a little bit more. Like we're we're actually flying through my notes here pretty quick. I can just read his whole confession, which is kind of like it's like a weird fucking rambling of shit. So what do you mean you'll read his confession? Did he did he write down? He wrote this like uh, when it was getting closer to his death. He actually had two things he had wrote. And most of the story of St. Patrick comes from his confession, the confessions of St. Patrick. Mm. Uh, Here's one line in paragraph 16. 
he wrote, After I arrived in Ireland, I tended sheep every day and I prayed frequently during the day. More and more, the love of God increased in my sense of awe before God. Faith grew and my spirit was moved. So that in one day, I would pray up to 100 times and at night, perhaps the same. I even remained in the woods and on the mountain and I would raise and I would rise to pray before dawn in the snow and the ice and in the rain. I never felt the worse of it and I never felt lazy. As, as I rise now, the spirit was burning in me at that time. <laughs> so, so that's in basically saying when he was a slave, he just prayed hundreds of times a day. Why is that an accomplishment? Like, I don't, I, I'm in it. I'm guessing that maybe I need to have more of a religious based mindset to understand that, but I don't, I don't get why spending so much time doing the same thing over and over and over and over again makes somebody better or well, that's like, why the Catholics love him because he prayed a lot because he prayed so much and he was, he was giving his whole life to the church and to, to God and, Look at yeah. how much fucking time this guy's wasting. He's awesome. Yeah. Mm. And even when we're talking about his escape, he writes, the day I arrived, the ship was about to leave the place. I said, I need to set sail with them. But the captain was not at all pleased. He replied unpleasantly and angrily, don't you dare try to come with us. When I heard that, I left him and went back to the hut where I had been lodged. I began to pray while I was gone. And before even my prayer was finished, I heard one of them shout aloud to me, come on quickly. Those men are calling you. I turned, I turned right. I turned back right away, but they began to say to me, come, we'll trust you. Prove you're our friend. And, and if you wish, what? And if any way you wish. Yeah. That day. And I, Suck their breasts because of my revelation for God. What? <laughs> they were pagans, and I hoped they might come to faith to Jesus Christ. Wait, did you this say is how? Did you say that he wrote that he sucked their breasts? Yeah, yeah. Like, like a lot of people say his writings are kind of nonsensical at some points, and that's kind of one of them. He was sucking the pagans' breasts. Oh, I don't know well, if he's no, sucking I mean, pagans' he breasts. He needed or God's to get breasts. passage on a ship. That makes yeah. perfect sense. To me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he's like, that's how, and that's how I got with them. And we set sail right away. So that's how he writes about making his escape as a slave. Hmm. So, so far, what I've heard is that he's a very devout person who oh, extremely devout, who, who prayed a lot. Uh, what, 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 but there were apparently some other things that made him quite the asshole. Oh yeah. We'll get to that in the next segment. Cause now we're about to get into why he was a fucking Dick. Ooh, I'm excited. Let's talk all about that in just a minute. <laughs> Hi, this is Justin Schieber, formerly of the Reasonable Doubts podcast and currently of Real A Theology, and you are listening to the Godless Revolution. Hey, guys, I need some computer help. Uh, I'm trying to email my friend Gary at Cloud9 Corporate, you know, about them making us say, have a non-heavenly day. Oh, I'm not sure that's what they were going for. I, I think they're just trying to play it safe, you know, because some people don't believe in heaven. Anyway, every time I email him, I keep getting this weird message back from a mailer demon. Oh, that just means a demon ate your friend Gary's soul. What? 
If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! I'm very excited to hear how and why St. Patrick was such an asshole. I like hearing stories of assholes because I'm often called an asshole, sometimes very validly. Uh, other times, I'm not quite sure why. So this this will be fun. Well, I, I don't think you're as much of an asshole as St. Patrick. No. Most likely was. Yeah. So we've all heard the stories of St. Patrick kicking the snakes out of Ireland, right? We all heard that when I went over that myth at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, Ireland didn't have snakes. Unless you're referring to the Druids and pagans. Oh, I think I've heard something about this that, yeah, it's that they're using snakes as a replacement for actual human beings. And yes. Yeah. So it wasn't but, too uncommon to call, to refer to the Druids and the pagans as snakes. He also, through some of his writings, referred to them as dragons, serpents, all sorts of great names of evil beasts that were the, the atheists of the time expelling them from the land. Mm. Is, uh, is that just because druids have the wild shape ability starting at level two? Oh yeah. <laughs> They're fucking insane. <laughs> I'm sorry. D and D references all day long today. That's all you're yeah. getting. <laughs> uh, but the Catholic church will also tell you that the reference was only symbolic to snakes talking about the pagans. Uh, on the other hand, a lot of people claimed that St. Patrick forced Christian conversion with threat of violence and actually killed many Druid priests who would not convert. Oh, Jesus. Bullshit. So Christians have never done anything like that. <laughs> never. <laughs> so, so he's a murderer apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even uh, St. Patrick even claimed in his own writings that he burned and destroyed over 150 pagan texts, which there is an issue with that because pagans didn't have a lot of written texts on paper. Yeah, weren't they preliterate so, at that point? Yeah. So that's an issue. But he also did claim to kill over 800 pagans. Wow. That's uh, something that you probably shouldn't brag about in, in certain circles. Yeah. As, as no, and this is why would have said, he must get up very early in the morning. <laughs> this was written in his confessions. And in the first line of his confessions, he says, I'm a sinner and I am not a, you know, a righteous man. I have done bad things. Like he's confessing that he's done some horrible fucking shit. Yeah. Does he consider uh, killing the pagans and, and other people horrible shit? Or is that just, I don't think so. I, I was going to say, that sounds like that would be in support of his religious I, beliefs and fervor. So it wouldn't really be a bad thing in his mind. I agree. I think th exactly that. Like he viewed this as ridding Ireland of the plague that was there of non Catholics. So his, his murder spree was a good thing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but he also built his church on a holy spot that used to be, it was a pagan holy spot. It was where pagans would go on pilgrimages there and all that good stuff. Uh, it happened to also be on a cliff. Christians so, have never done something like that before. <laughs> no, but being on a cliff and St. Patrick saying that he drove the snakes into the sea so he's kind throwing like he's story. throwing pagans like and druids story, off the cliff, right? <laughs> yeah, that... yeah. It kind of leads me to believe these pagans he was killing while they're coming on their holy pilgrimage 
to this holy spot of theirs, and they weren't converting to Catholicism. Um, he was pushing them into the sea. Jesus, I'm uncomfortable. Uh, there's also another story, uh, which is is a weird one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go between two sources on this one. Part of it is his his confessions, and part of it actually comes from some pagan writings. Mm. Um, so there's a story of Saint Patrick and two pagan uh, Celtic princesses um, who were studying at like a Druid school that was nearby where this holy spot was at, and apparently one day they came to St. Patrick and said that they wanted to convert. Uh, their names were Athene and Fidelma. Uh, we'll go with that. I'm great at pronouncing old words. <laughs> uh, but they were also, they weren't the daughters of a king, but they were in the care of a Druid king at that time. So this already sounds a little fishy that a Druid king has two princesses coming to St. Patrick wanting to convert. Mm-hmm. So they come to him. He tells them the whole spiel about how it works and they're virgins. So not only do they want to convert, they want to be virgins for God. Virgins for, they want to be nuns. Is that what you're saying? Well, maybe, uh, because St. Patrick tells him the only way to ascend to see God is to die. Oh, uh, that's no. So Last one, Saint- I promise all they have to do is multi-class. <laughs> <laughs> well, St. Patrick claims that since they wanted to be virgins for God, that he gave them communion. And once they ate the Holy Communion, they died on the fucking spot. Mm. So he claims he claims that they died after having had communion, had, had received the blessing and conversion, and he gave them Holy Communion. They died because apparently their bodies weren't strong enough to accept the communion, according to St. Patrick. Uh. And that's why these two women died. So he poisoned them is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, on the other hand, think that uh, St. Patrick had a Druid king in the area and he fucking murdered the two princesses because he would not fucking convert. Because the Druid king wouldn't convert. They wouldn't convert. And there's a Druid school there. So, yep, let's murder the two high ranking princesses from the school. And I'm almighty. And then I won't have to. It won't be on me. It'll be on my God. My God is the one who killed them. I gave them Holy Communion and they just died. Their, their bodies yeah. weren't strong enough to accept it. How had the Druids not gacked this guy at this point? Like- <laughs> oh, he had been <laughs> captured a few times. He did fear for his life a lot. But I, from another writing, I cancel I had culture. Seen, <laughs> uh, Those Druids are just trying to cancel a good man. Yeah. Uh. St. Patrick actually was on a trip. So St. Patrick basically had free reign of Ireland. Uh, Catholicism was big enough there that he could pretty much go wherever he wanted. Yeah, but it's fucking 200 like CE. Find the guy on the road, beat him over the head with a rock, bury him two feet deep. Like, <laughs> and mm-hmm. unless he came with force, I couldn't find anything saying that he had a good armed group with him, but I, I suspect he did because they didn't fuck with him that hard. Because uh, there's also a story of St. Patrick was on his way to his previous captures house uh, 
the guy who held him as a slave, uh, upon his previous capture, hearing that he was coming, he set his house ablaze and committed suicide, fearing what St. Patrick would do to him. Is this is this St. Patrick relating this story about, I was so badass no. that I scared some guys so much? This was not coming from St. Patrick. That story actually came from a different uh person that was from that like that time like they, they had actually it was a uh, what do you call it when it comes from the same time era same era it wasn't written it wasn't written later on it was actually from that time oh yeah contemporaneous it was yeah. contemporary it was a contemporary contemporaneous writing that wasn't from saint patrick at that time about his former capture committing suicide and basically burning the place to the ground hmm. when he yeah, heard just saint patrick was marching on him for the record it's contemporary you were right i was uh portman contemporary and extraneous so okay yeah Con- contemporary yep yeah but saint patrick didn't write about that that was someone else that wrote about the fact that his his prior owner was so fucking afraid of him in the in the legend that saint patrick has built up at that time of his violence that he fucking killed himself and burnt his estate to the ground probably so saint patrick couldn't take it like he had taken other druid uh churches and temples and converted them to catholic ones mm, and probably right. fearing what saint patrick was going to do to him i i don't like you because right now you've got me wondering who to sympathize with here a guy who literally owned a slave or the slave who was murdering hundreds of people <laughs> well <laughs> but there's also more like like historians <laughs> who think that when saint patrick was in that guy's servitude he wasn't even a slave i feel better keep going that he had that saint patrick had actually ran away and was actually that he was a sheep herder he was working over there in ireland but not as a slave like because he had ran away from home because he didn't want to serve in the council mm-hmm it's only St. Patrick that writes that he was captured and sold into slavery. That's St. Patrick's telling of it. Mm. So, of course, not that he ran, ran away. away. Yeah. If you ran away from home, you might be lying about that because. So, yeah. So you're him. saying you're saying that he's that he's relaying the, his life events as if it wasn't him just running away from responsibility. It was that. He was captured he was, and he was captured and taken away, away from and that then responsibility. Was, yeah. And then was enslaved. And that's why he didn't he, come back. And okay. Yeah. Right. But also okay. his story of leaving his, his being a slave is fucking weird that he just got on a fucking boat yeah. with the pagans and went back to fucking Britain. Yeah. Like that's, that's a little fishy there, which is why a lot of people don't believe some modern historians don't believe that he was actually captured as a slave. Like Uh, he wrote about uh, that. He had ran away and didn't want to write that he ran away because that would make him seem like a coward. Yeah. Okay. Can't have your saints. That makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. So he might not have actually been sold to this guy, but this guy feared for his life when he heard St. Patrick was returning. Hmm. So, Hmm. I mean, that right there, I think, tells you a lot about him, that if a guy were to burn his whole estate down and commit suicide on hearing that St. Patrick was coming to his area, doesn't lead me to believe that he was a very nice guy to begin with, that you committing suicide is better than what St. Patrick is going to do to you. I mean, you had me at poisoned communion, and it's just yeah, been... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but also, the story of St. Patrick wasn't written 
like it was it was it wasn't until about 200 years later when some monks were writing about him uh and both of them were familiar with the writing of the saint himself uh in with a lot of the traditions but they invented a lot of his story, borrowed a lot of material from the Bible and other early Christian literature in order to portray him as a special prophet sent by God to the Irish people. Mm. And as a result, most people, most modern scholars don't believe a lot of the later medieval biographies on him. Uh, there's also the other problem. St. Patrick was never canonized by any pope. So he's not an actual saint. He's not an actual saint. He's a saint because the Romans, the way that his, his name was written, I mean, it's like Patricia, Patricius, and all of his names that have gone through, uh, he had other monikers attached to it. And one of them, through translation, became saint. Hmm. So he's only a saint because monks wrote about him as a saint. No one actually granted him sainthood. He just basically was stumbled into sainthood in later history. Mm. Uh, and it wasn't even until the 17th century until he was recognized from all these other monks writings. And they're like, Oh, he's been a saint there forever. Yeah. He's a fucking saint, but no Pope ever canonized it. No Pope ever gave him sainthood. So rich kid runs away from home, yep. kills his way to the top and then lies about his reputation and has given much more credit after the fact than he actually deserved or even ever really earned. Yeah. Most yeah. of the, right. most of the stuff around St. Patrick should actually be attributed to uh Palladius. Palladius was the first archbishop of Ireland. He was the one that was actually, you know, building churches, building the temples and not, slaughtering people so yeah hmm. oh also the shamrock let's get back to that for one second okay saint patrick never mentioned shamrocks so the whole trinity thing complete bullshit the reason why the irish wear the shamrock it was a rebellion against britain because this had become a legend about St. Patrick and the clovers and all that kind of stuff. So the queen basically said, Nope, you are not allowed to use that as a visual representation of Ireland. And Irish said, well, fuck you. We're going to wear it. <laughs> fuck the queen. Best way and, to get somebody to do something is tell them they can't. Got it. Yeah. So uh, the original reason why people started wearing a three or four leaf clover on their lapel for St. Patrick's day was a big fuck you to the queen. Hmm. Had nothing to do with St. Patrick. It was written in a lot later as part of the legend of St. Patrick, probably by those two monks 200 years later when they were writing all their stories about St. Patrick being such a great guy. Wow. And, and I actually did get into an argument with someone on YouTube as I was going through. Amazingly, when you try to look up videos of St. Patrick, you come across a lot of churches putting out their videos of St. Patrick and how great he was. Hmm. So I... I, I basically made a comment saying St. Patrick was a piece of shit. And one guy goes, no, he wasn't. He lived by a great Christian, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, by forcing people into Christianity through the fucking sword. He's like, well, he didn't do that. I'm like, well, read some other shit. Looks like he's a pretty evil man. The person yeah. probably thinks Mother Teresa was a saint also. I was going to comment that, but I noticed he came back and re with the rebuttal, then deleted it. But you can see when someone sends something uh -huh. on there, like they 
responded to you, but then I go there and the response is gone. It's like, yeah, St. Patrick was a dick. (laughs) St. Patrick was in fact an asshole. Fuck that guy. Got Mm. it. Yes. And everything we attribute to St. Patrick for St. Patrick's day wasn't even fucking St. Patrick. Actually, as a matter of fact, Ireland didn't start celebrating St. Patrick until the 1970s. Oh, what? Tourism. Wait, what? Ireland didn't celebrate yeah. St. Patrick's Day until the until the 1970s. Yep, as a as a way for tourism. So when a lot of the Irish were coming to the U.S., just like Columbus Day, the the Italians wanted some representation in the U.S., so they were celebrating Columbus Day. A lot of the Irish, when they were coming to the U.S wanted representation and wanted some representation in the U S so they started celebrating St. Patrick's day. He was the patron saint of Ireland. He is the patron saint of Ireland, but it's all through a mythology of the real Patrick. So Mm. we celebrated here in the U S and as a matter of fact, the largest parade in the U S like volume wise is St. Patrick's day. Really? Really? Yeah, not the Macy's thing. Not the Macy's parade? Day Parade. It is St. Patrick's Day has the largest amount of people in the parade. Oh no, shit! Wow, I so, didn't know that. What we celebrate in the U.S. and have celebrated for a long time hasn't been celebrated in Ireland until recently, and it was all because of tourism. Hmm. Hmm. I yeah, did so the not green- know that. Yeah, the green beer, all that kind of stuff. A lot of things that we attribute to St. Patrick on St. Patrick's Day had nothing at all to do with the historical St. Patrick. It's just one of those things that Americans have have turned into a holiday for reasons to get drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Like like Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Alcohol and conspicuous conspicuous capitalism. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. According to all accounts, especially from a lot of like the 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 pagans and the druid history of uh, Saint Patrick, uh, he was a murderous son of a bitch. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so what? One final thing about Saint Patrick: uh, if you follow the dates that the Catholic Church gives, Saint Patrick died around the age of 111. What? <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, which is really. <laughs> kind of impossible Mm -hmm. uh but if you go with saint patrick's writings the historical side of it he actually probably lived to about the age of 60 that's that's a fairly old age for the time i think yeah which even 60 for that time is kind of like oh wow you're fucking up there yeah but i mean for a murderous man that probably got to eat well nobody really wanted to fuck with the guy that threw people off cliffs he probably lived a pretty good life Hmm. Well, that's, untouchable. That's uh, a bunch of interesting stuff. I, yeah, I, I hadn't. I, when you when you mentioned the snakes and and the druids and pagans and everything, I was like, oh yeah, that's ringing some some bells in the back of my brain that I've heard. I think I've heard that before. That yeah, it's it's code talk or it's or it's them trying to whitewash his history a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely whitewashed. It's definitely coded because when you look at the area that he had his his church on that cliff on the ocean, and he says he dro- was driving the snakes and the dragons and the serpents back into the ocean. It's kind of like, yeah, that kind of rings of you literally throwing people into the fucking ocean off these cliffs of people who wouldn't convert. Mm. 
and him saying he also killed over 800 people. Oh, wow. Wow. We, we, wow. Well, uh, they are calling that the call that everybody heard was, <laughs> was, was work letting me know they need me to, to do more do work, more work tonight. Very like now. So, uh, uh but you know, fortunately we're at the end of the episode. So that's, just that's gets good, good timing. I good guess. timing. <laughs> that's shitty timing. I'm so sorry you have to work so much. It fucking sucks, man. Soon, I'm hoping soon, soon I will not be working this much. Because, uh, yeah. Uh, um, but sorry, I'm. I got distracted. Uh, thank you very much for putting this together, Ryan. That was, yeah, that yeah. was fun. Uh, I hope everybody, I hope it was entertaining. Yeah. I hope, and, and I hope everybody, uh, who participates in the holiday for whatever reasons, if it's just, you know, tradition and you like to drink green beer. And I personally like to, uh, make some corned beef and cabbage. So, uh, I will probably be doing that and, and enjoying that perhaps with a green beer as well. <laughs> Or five or twenty. Uh, <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you guys very much for joining me tonight. Uh, before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters because they keep the show going and stuff, and we oh, yeah. we love them very much. Uh, I will let's let's do. I'll go first, and then uh, Taylor, and and then Ryan can go third tonight. So oh, that would be okay. <laughs> our Patreon supporters are Alan Firth. Uh, Christy Kalbach. I can use a microphone. Christy Kalbach. Sorry, I'm looking at my tablet here. I'm a bastard. Stephen Andrews. Two skeptical chaps. Vanessa. Don't be a Richard. Ollie Olson. John McCullough. Tiffany Hudson. Sinead Duffy. Utah Outcasts. Wesley Aaron. Andrew Vodapich. Jeremy Goodson. All hail Peanut Buttra. I like that one. Peanut Buttra. Uh, Jeff Peterson. Uh, Corey Ebert. Megan Mitchell. Freethinker215. Jim Jacobson. Jim, it's Tim. <laughs> I am a. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Janet Uter. Savita Kuna. Uh, James. Purple Dragon. Nico Gonzalez. Chad Pryor. Yes. Patreon customer service sucks donkey balls. (laughs) Thank you all very, very much. If you, dear listener, would like to become a Patreon supporter, we would encourage you to do that. You can do so by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution, where you can contribute as little as $1 per episode. And then you get a bunch of fun extras that you'll be celebrating uh, having access to those once you you receive them. Uh, the, The outtakes from the episode last week were plentiful. And so Patreon supporters got, got many more outtakes than anybody else. Um, I'm, I'm working on trying to get some more stuff out for our Patreon supporters. It's just work is fucking killing me, man. I'm, I'm at my wits end, but once we get more free time or you get more free time, we'll be able to do more extended episodes and yeah. Yeah, and it'll be it'll be fun. Uh, but I still have a ton of fun with you guys doing this every week. Thank oh, you, thank yeah. you, thank you. Uh, and I hope everybody enjoys their holiday. And I'm going to go back to work now. Have fun? <laughs> I'll try my hardest. <laughs> I'm so sorry, man. 
Oh, oh boy. I also learned a new word this past week. Oh yeah. The uh, uh You didn't I learn it very well. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I might have to go back to the Wikipedia. Hagiography. Oh, I love that word. That's a good word. I mean, I also say it's kind of like the 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 Christians here in the US with the Native Americans. On how shitty we were to them. Yeah, he's in good Uh-oh. company with uh, Christopher. Someone's Columbus. getting a phone call. And is that you getting a phone call? That that is me. Sorry about that. <laughs> technical difficulties. This is your technical difficulty hotline. How may I help you? <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, it happens. This just lets everybody know that this is a smooth running ship. <laughs> Do I have to lick some of these nipples now, or what was it? This uh, thing? No, uh, yeah, you have to suckle on their breast to get in the boat. Ah, suckle on their breast. Got it. <laughs> Fucking religious conservatives who are like, ah, it's really bad. I don't think we should do that. I should be able to tell other people what they can do with their own bodies. You can't work anymore. Cancel culture. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, I'm so fucking tired of conservatives whining about fucking cancel culture. As as somebody who couldn't read fucking Harry Potter in a Montessori school, they can fuck themselves about the (laughs) cancel culture.